Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. And we'll be doing things just like that. In fact, we'll be taking a vintage car ride through the French Riviera this summer. And we'll be truffle hunting in Florence in the fall, to name just a few of the experiences so that I can give you a feel for it. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, what's up, everybody? We're going to do a little departure from my normal long-form interviews today because I wanted, what I wanted to do was I wanted to talk about a couple of things that I've learned for those of you that have been following me and my family traveling around um, mostly Europe. There's a few things over the course of the last four months that I've learned, and I thought I would take this time to share it. And so I'm going to kind of interview myself, as it were. So here are the 10 things that I've learned over four months of traveling. The first thing is your family gets closer. So, you know, when you put yourself in an environment where every single day, you know, it's you, your wife, your kids in a new location, you are forced to be together, particularly when you're in, you know, like an Airbnb where, you know, the roof is the, the roof over your head and the walls are, you know, fairly enclosed. You get to learn how to work with each other better. You know, I'm a big personality. My wife is a big personality. My five-year-old is definitely a big personality. So, you know, we have a lot of escape routes that we have when we're going through our lives. You know, I go to the gym, she goes there. And so we have some, you know, some, some places that we can escape. It's a little bit more challenging to do that. But when you put yourself in that environment, you learn how to be respectful towards the other person. So that was a, a big bonus. The second thing is, you know, I can be a bit of a diva and I like a really nice hotel. But when you're, you know, when you're traveling for months, you need to be flexible. So point number two is a bed is just 
a bed. So let me explain what I mean by that. So sometimes we got into a place, you know, we're in Montenegro and the bed is hard and it's not comfortable and I'm not feeling great. And I know I'm going to be here for two weeks, but there's a trade-off. The trade-off is I get to experience Montenegro. So if you are like me where, you know, you're like, I'd love to take an extended trip like that, but you know, I like my creature comforts. No, unless you have a boatload of money that you're probably not going to have those, those creature comforts. And sometimes a bed is just a bed and just go to sleep and experience where you are in a different way. Number three, a hundred steps is another trade-off that, but it leads to the Duomo. So let me explain what I mean by that. So another creature comfort that we have in the United States, where I'm from, is we have elevators. And when you're in Europe, they are not so prevalent. So every single day, I was walking up a hundred steps to get, in some cases we did, you know, uh, close to 200 steps, depending on the location that we're in. But we had to go a hundred steps. But when you got to the top of the hundred steps, Even, you know, I'm carrying a stroller, I'm carrying grocery bags or whatever else that's in my hands and it's hot and I'm tired or I just had a, you know, a couple of glasses of wine. But when we get to the top and we walk out onto our deck and we look out and the Duomo, let's say as an example, is right there, the trade-off for those steps are worth it. So know that you're going to need to be flexible in the area of walking. All right, number four, your communication skills are forced to improve. So, you know, when you are in an environment that you're familiar with, you go into work, you see your coworkers, hey, what's up? You walk down the street, you see the pizza guy, how you doing? You, you know, you have your your little bubble that you're in and you become very, very familiar with that bubble. It's a very, very safe bubble. When you're in a new location where you don't know anybody and they don't speak the language, you have to learn to communicate verbally and non-verbally um, in a different way. So a smile really goes a long way when you meet somebody or your ability to use language that's simple for people that speak broken language, where you choose words that are Um, expressive and colorful enough that they can get the point where you could make somebody laugh in a language that that is not their first language. So communication skills radically improve. Number five, diet is more important than exercise. I think I probably worked out mm, in four months, maybe 10 times. No lie. Even though I joined the gym, I probably did it, you know, maybe 10 times. I don't believe that I've gained a pound. I don't see any difference in my body. And it's really interesting to me because I'm a guy that works out six days a week. What I did do is I did commit to doing a 16 hour fast. I did commit to eating a more ketogenic diet where 75% of my macros came from fat and 20% came from protein, and the other 5% came from carbs, which is not easy to do when in Italy, but it was doable. It really was doable. Did I cheat? Yeah, that wasn't every single day. So for me, I learned that this obsessiveness that I have about working out does not have to be done on on vacation specifically to change your body. Now, that said, if you wanna feel good, 
while you're traveling, I think exercise is really, really important because exercise will definitely make you feel good. But in terms of like feeling like, oh my God, if I don't work out, I'm, my body's gonna change, that I didn't find that to be the case. Okay, number six, nothing breaks because we have the internet and friends. So a lot of, a lot of people feel if I were to take an extended period of time off, that there's gonna be something that is gonna break. And in our case, nothing bad happened because anytime something popped up where there was a letter, there was a business thing or something that we needed to handle, we really only had, there was really only two things that we had to rely on. One was a friend that had our mailbox key that agreed to go to the mailbox once a week and take a picture and send us, uh, send us the letters that were important. And two is if something came up on our end that we needed to handle, you know, across seas, we were able to do it through FaceTime, Skype video or, or Zoom or something like that. So whatever fear you may have about being, you know, 10,000 miles away from your home, the internet has bridged that gap in such a beautiful way that it's really not as hard as you think. And that was a big fear that I had. Okay, next one is you, this is number seven, you don't need a lot of clothes. We overpacked for the four months that we were there and it was such a pain in the ass because we we're trying to get on planes, trains, and automobiles with way too much luggage. You do not need that much stuff. You can wear your stuff over and over again. We drop it off at a laundromat. It was very, very cheap. We didn't, you know, we didn't have to wash it ourselves or fold it ourselves in certain areas. Other Air, other Airbnbs had a washer. Other ones had a clothesline where we hung it out. The point is that the the more you carry this stuff with you, the more you're weighted down with your ability to be mobile. So I would tell you that look at your closet or look at what you want to pack and realize that even in your luggage, the 80-20 principle applies. 20% of the stuff that's in your luggage is going to be the stuff that you're going to wear every single day. Okay, number eight, food is really important for the soul. So in the United States, for me, I like, you know, I like good food, I like good wine, but there are varying degrees of what good is. And when you're in a place like, you know, Greece and France and Italy, the food is so good, it's like sex. I mean, it is or good sex anyway. It is so freaking amazing at how you light up when you're eating something that is prepared so differently without pesticides, non-GMO, um, nothing processed, and it's made with love that I'm not saying that in the United States, you know, we're just, it's just sustenance or we're just getting nutrition because I don't feel that way. But it's so superior when you're in places that really, really value food that one of the things I want to bring back is that same sort of love for the creation of the food and making it incredible because it does make a difference. I think we're meant to have wonderful food. And then number nine, you'll be forced to grow. You're going to be in circumstances where you're going to be pissed off, frustrated, tired. You're going to miss the train. You're not going to understand where to go with the train. You're not going to, your luggage is not going to make its connection. I can give you a thousand scenarios that happen, none of which 
were not worth taking the trip. So you're going to be in an environment where you're going to be forced, you're going to be forced to grow. I mean, I remember, you know, Kim had to go somewhere um, to get something done. She went to like a spa or something and she made like a wrong turn and she was in a neighborhood uh, in Italy that was not, you know, the greatest neighborhood in the world. And she was, you know, she was uh, scared and confused. And, you know, I was trying to reach out to her, but the cell wasn't working and I'm panicking and I got the baby crying. And, you know, there were a lot of situations that were like that. But all of those situations forced both of us to grow in the way that we, in a way that was very useful for us. And secondarily, nothing bad came of it in a way that it wouldn't have been worth it to do. And number 10 is be grateful that when you get to experience something like this, that it's worth it to take the time to just be so grateful that you got a chance to do this. So those are my top 10 from traveling through Europe. Hope that helps and I'll see you guys next week. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.